Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined uh, this evening, uh, along with a couple hams. Uh, I have uh, DJ, uh, promoter, uh, owner and founder of Bass Music Mafia, who bring your favorite underground uh, bass shows to you to, to uh, your nearest uh, Milwaukee hotspot. Yeah, he goes by Thick Ellis. Um, I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about his passions and why he does what he does. Thank you very much, Nick, for joining me tonight. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. You know, I know I've tried making this happen for a while now, so I'm glad to finally, finally get it out, you know, and taken care of, you know. Right, right on. Yeah, I yeah. Feel, I feel like I, I owed this, you know, I didn't, I wasn't trying to like hold off, you know. <laughs> I'm yeah. just a shy motherfucker, so sometimes it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's not. It's not everyone's thing. Some people have to like sit on it for a bit and be like, oh. Like, I mean, it was, it was one of those, like, I was interested, but it's like, man, I'm terrible at interviews. Like, you know, even for like jobs over the years, I always hate it because I either talk too fast or just like, man, I don't want to say like, they ask me questions where it's like, I'm on the spot. Like, I, I don't know. Give me a chance to think about this for a second, you know? But, yeah. you know, yeah. I feel like, I feel like this will be a lot more personal and like better because I'm not going to have to sit there and think about stupid shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm not asking you about, oh, what? So, uh, what, what are your qualifications for this position? You know, right. <laughs> to be honest, like, I'm not very qualified for my job in the first place, but yeah. I've been doing it for 10 years in the music. So <laughs> neither am I. Yeah, dude, I'm an, I'm an awful podcaster. Actually. I just, I just get bored <laughs> easily and I just love me talking to people. So that, oh, yeah, so I feel that put two and two together. So, um, right. yeah. Uh, so, uh, Nick, we'll start with, uh, how's your day today? What'd you do? Honestly, it's not been too bad. I've uh, just worked all day. Um, you know, I get to work outside in the sun doing, you know, my job. So, I, you know, been outside the past three days while it's, you know, 75, 80 degrees and getting a little tan. I'm going to look like a redneck for a little bit with this <laughs> farmer tan. But, you know, I can't complain because it's only fucking April and I got a tan going, you know, I don't like Casper the Ghost anymore. <laughs> yeah, you look like you're a God-fearing Christian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah. Like, yeah, I just had work today and then helped my buddy move. And yeah, now I'm here. Right on. So, um, yeah, uh, we got a nice little uh, spring shower not too long ago. Um, I yeah, was uh, for a little bit here today, too. So I feel that. And we're supposed to get rain like the next like five days. So, yeah, really like part of that. Cool down a little bit. <laughs> I mean, not happy about that, but I mean, it's April, so it's kind of expected. Yeah, we got a little too carried away this the past couple of days. Like, I, I literally, like, was wearing my slides already yesterday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of year. Let's get ready, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I'm I mean, excited. Wisconsin, it's Wisconsin. We, we we go as hard as we can while we can until it's too cold again for us. So I, so I really hope it, it might snow. It might snow in a couple of weeks. Who knows? <laughs> please don't. No, that, that's please don't let that happen. I don't want that again. <laughs> Neither do I. I'm I so that's why I hate. I typically hate like March and April because like it every week just teeters a bit, you know. Oh, it's but, like you know that 56 degree day, and then next day or two it snows and then it melts, and it's like that does it again. Like, oh, just make up your mind. Wisconsin's just ridiculous with its weather, you know. Yeah. Are you um? So did you grow up in Wisconsin? Oh uh, yeah, I was born in Illinois, but. Uh, since the age of like five, I grew up in Wisconsin. Uh, grew up down in Lake Geneva, little. Oh, where? Okay. My uncle lives in like 
tourist town. I personally now as a, an adult, I absolutely hate it. I don't like going there. But the reason I'll go there is to visit my mom and brother. That's about it. If I'm not if I'm not doing that, I'm not going there or through that city at all. My my uncle actually lives in Lake Geneva. Um, oh, man. Like it's a nice place to visit, but like to live and grow up, it's I don't know. It's it's a very weird town because like you know you have the very ritzy you know high class people that have money, and then you have the people that are you know barely scraping by nearby. So it, I don't know. Just like that change is so I don't know. It's detrimental to a lot of people. You know, it fucks with them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I like he lives in a very like secluded like subdivision on like kind of in the outskirts. So like I would probably I'd be bored out of my mind if I was out I mean, there. It was a boring town to live in, man. Like that's why that's how we started throwing parties. That's how I started getting into the music. So we started throwing parties because like got into the music. It's like, oh, this is fun. And you know, we started throwing little parties out in Lake Geneva, man. Like that's literally how we started. It was kind of wild how that happened. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um yeah, and and uh, where so where are you located now? Uh, I live in Appleton now, but and I've been here since the very end of 2018, early 2019. So I've been here for over two years now. And I honestly like it a lot out here. You know, like I was in Milwaukee for about five years, and it was great. I loved it, but man, just you know, some of the things you experience and everything else. It's just nice to have like a nice quiet. Like it's not as hectic out here, but yeah. there's still plenty to do. You know. So I, you know, I'm enjoying it while I'm here. Right on, yeah, sure. And making uh, the most out of your surroundings, you know. That's oh, 100%, uh, you know, and that's life. You gotta grow with your surroundings, and you obviously can outgrow them, you know, and move on to the next phase. But you know, it's not. I'm honestly very comfortable here. You know, I don't have a plan to leave, but you know, life changes. So we'll see what happens down the road. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, so. So Nick, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, you know, I just kind of got wind of you just from uh, meeting more people in the club scene. And I uh, saw what you were doing with Bass Music Mafia, mm-hmm. saw that you were a uh, DJ yourself. And mm-hmm. more more recently, um, you're one of my favorite uh, meme guys. You're like <laughs> a go-to meme guy. Um, I feel like I share more uh, Nick Ellis memes than most people on <laughs> Like, I, you've definitely been making me laugh a lot uh, in the last. I don't know. That's always been something I like to do. I like to make people laugh, and like my sense of humor tends to go well. Some people are like, man, what the fuck is wrong with you? And stuff like, okay, that's great, you know. So like, you know, there, there's times where I like I'll post something. It's like, man, my mom's gonna see this and she's gonna hate me, or she's gonna look at it and just laugh. So I, I take it like that with everybody else, you know. Yeah. I think one of the more recent ones I liked was uh, it's like why is the kitchen like the VIP section? Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> was, that thing got like thirteen thousand shares out of nowhere. I was like, what? Why? But yeah. everyone's like, it's so relatable across the world type thing, I guess. So I guess it made sense that it popped off like that. But I was like, man, it's just a stupid meme I found and I shared, and you know, it went off, and it was just kind of funny how that happens because it's very factual. Anytime you're at a house party. Everyone's like the kitchen is where all the bosses are hanging out, but it's just, you know, dude that's got an extra five dollars in the pocket trying to flash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I same same here. Like, yeah, if you go to any any given house party in college, like, yeah, like it's almost like you have to like show like you have like the right pass to get into the kitchen. Oh, and... I know, I know, the, I know who lives here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, what's their name? Uh, right. It's like, 
Oh no, you gotta you gotta save the basement, dude. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't be up here. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. That that shit was so remember, funny. Are you just saying this? I remember throwing a bunch of basement parties in Milwaukee, and yeah, the, we had to handle the kitchen because that's where cotton, you know, the money from like the door sales, so we could pay our DJs and stuff, and the sound guys, you know. So yeah, it was just it's funny we hear those things because it's very factual. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, it's it's um it's a context that's just so niche. You know, right? Um, yeah. So, so Nick. Um, so you already you mentioned that you know you so you grew up in Lake Geneva. Um, yeah. So I yeah I guess um I'd love to hear a little bit more about like kind of the music you grew up on. You know, like what did you grow up listening to? What did you have played yeah. in the house? Honestly, it's it's funny, but the first ever CD I bought was uh, Creed Human Clay because I was a big fan when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, this is badass and. I kind of grew out of it fast, but like then uh, I don't know. I had a neighbor who was in like a punk band when I was like 12, 13. So like I was hanging with like, you know, the middle school kids and high or the high school kids was in like the punk beds early on. And like he showed me Blink 182, Limp Biscuit, and like, you know, like he showed me like Sky and a bunch of other punks. So that got kind of got me going. That's, you know, huge influence. Like what I started on. Then I got into like the new metal stuff, Lincoln Park and Corn, Deftones, all the stuff that. Most of us kind of grew up on, you know, in the 2000s. So, yeah, you know, that, that was like where I drew a lot of influence. And, you know, over time, I eventually got into other stuff. You know, like Lil Wayne became a huge thing once I was in high school. Um, I just remember like finding out he was a Packers fan. And that that's kind of what set him off. Like, OK, now now I'm a bigger fan. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know it until like I think it was like a pop up video that VH1 used to do. And it's just like. He, has the, he had a Packers head on in his Fireman video. It's like, by the way, he's a lifelong Packers fan from like them winning the Super Bowl in 96 down in uh, New Orleans. And that's how it happened. I was like, that's oh, such wow. a weird but like cool celebrity fan to have, I guess. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like I'm a fan of their music and now they're like something I like. I'm I'm a fan, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, um, he was like a lot of people's like first, like him or Kanye were like a lot of people's first, like, real like oh, yeah. hip-hop love for sure uh, yeah i mean you know it's gonna sound weird but for like the white person like they, they don't always necessarily know because it's not push they push this like country and like shit that they don't necessarily like but dad you know, rock yeah yeah no it's like i don't know it's kind of shit how music was pushed like classify like your race and shit you know and yeah i hated that right but, yeah I, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of different stuff, but the one thing I'll tell you, I fucking hate country music. Please don't ever play country music. <laughs> I will never play Florida Georgia lying around you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a common uh, common gripe for sure, and I don't blame I mean, you. I mean, you know, know, I people that enjoy what they like, but man, it's just, you know, I, people will say like, oh, all dubstep sounds like, all this sounds like, have you listened to country music? All they talk about is losing their dog, their girl, their house are being, you know, fucked up. Tractor. You know, it's just like, man, it's, I don't know, it's the same kind of concept. It's just very basic and there's no real, like, I don't yeah. know, it's just like there's any heart and passion in 99% of it, so. So what was your introduction into, into like, electronic and dubstep and bass? Uh, honestly, like I was saying earlier, like, my friends in Lake Geneva, they started going to shows, you know, seeing Pretty Lights and, you know, fuck them now if they saw Bass Nectar and stuff like that, you know. I never went to the shows because I wasn't super interested, but eventually I was like, all right, they showed me some music. Like my friends, Audek and Arsire uh, had shown me like MLK, um, Rusko, Caspa, 
a bunch of old dub like digital mystics and scream bang like all that kind of stuff so i was like okay this is really cool first one that really caught my attention was uh mlk when i look at you and i don't know it was just like a song i just remember listening to like on repeat for like a week straight just like what what is this, this is so cool you know i just kind of slowly fell in love with it you know that was in like 2010 mm. so you know it's it's been a while it was before you know right as i was turning 21 at the time you know and i still wasn't big in the scene but by the next year i'm sitting there you know i think it was halloween 2011 i played at the rave for an excision show you know and like that it was like you know that's how crazy things can change for people within a year you know yeah yeah that's cool that's that's awesome I, yeah like for me, like, like you said, fuck them now, but Bass Necker was my introduction to dubstep in like 2011. I was like, I was only 15 and my friend was like, dude, you gotta check this shit out. Dude, it's like nothing, I, there's nothing like it. <laughs> and um, then there was like Skrillex, you know, we, yeah. and Flux Pavilion, like we, we I listened to some, so like i got kind of like a basic intro to dubstep in high school yeah. but it wasn't I mean, until a like lot of people did, though. a lot of people came in like skokes their first big thing and he was actually the first show i ever saw i saw him at the majestic huh. yeah the the majestic in madison in february of 2011 right after he released scary Madison night sprites wow the, he was supposed to play in january but his equipment didn't work you know so it was kind of a bummer but like it's like all right well i get to come back next month and see him yeah. And I, I like even to this day, there's still videos on YouTube I'll look up of that performance. And it's like, man, I still get chills because it's like it was such a good show. And it's like you'll never see him play in a venue of 500 people ever again. It'll yeah. never happen. Like, I don't know. That was a huge influence on me, and it still is because I, I went through the phase everyone else did of, oh fuck Skrillex, I hate him. He's basic, blah blah. It's like no, y'all are just getting mad that he popped off and never knows him now. And yeah. you know that that's that's how a lot of people act when they you know. And the EDM community, unfortunately, as soon as something becomes popular, like, oh, they sold out, they did this, they did that. It's like, people like the music. What's wrong with that? Like, it's good. Supported. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I used to be that way. And, I, you know, I look back, it's like, man, I wish I hadn't done that. I've grown out of that, you know, myself. Yeah. But it's yeah. just like, man, you know, it's just crazy to see, like, his influence in general music ac across multi-genres. You know, he's known than hip hop even you know for his collaborations and everything else and he's won a fucking grammy that's fucking ridiculous yeah that's yeah. gotta be such a fucking like an honor to win that because like you know i know they're trying to push like the producers and stuff and like the, that kind of stuff with categories and awards and stuff but like i don't know i feel like a lot of it's just like they just pick whoever's like it's diplo most of the time you know like no hate on the guy but like he's, he's just you know a hit producer it's how yeah. he's been for years so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah, and <clears throat> no, I agree. I mean, if it's good, it's good. And if that, exactly. if that, like, garnered him the recognition, and he continues to put out authentically awesome music, then all the power to him. I don't care how big he is. Like, I saw him. His music has changed so much since I I first started listening to him when it was Skrillex, but like I heard like his original projects under his name of Sonny Moore. I was like, okay, this stuff's not what I thought he did. But I still really like it because it's really different. I was really interested in like getting to know that kind of music. So, yeah, yeah, I saw him at Navy Pier in Chicago, and that oh, was that must have been fun. Wicked man, it was. Yeah, that was that was amazing. So yeah, like going from majestic to that. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I remember Lollapalooza. I remember I saw Chance when he was on like the BMI stage, which is like one of yeah. the smallest stages. But then, mm-hmm. like literally, like the next year he's playing Perry's. You know, like oh yeah, that, that's crazy. You say that, and I remember. I think it was 2011 again. I think it was Wiz Khalifa at Summerfest and on a free stage, and there was 30,000 people packed out from the front of the stage all the way down to the water. And everyone's like, oh, man, this is ridiculous. But it was, you know, it was something that, like, they kind of learned, like, you know, sometimes you get these guys right before they pop off, and it was a great fucking move business-wise because you come before their price raised, you know, tremendously. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, man, and, and it becomes, like, such a treasured experience. Like, wow, like, I got to see him and experience him, like, when he was still figuring all of this out, you know? Oh, like. 100%. It's, it's awesome. So that being said, um, I'd love to hear kind of how you kind of got into DJing yourself. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, like my guys in Lake Geneva, like they're showing me the music and like they started DJing on a little DJ controller. And, you know, I jumped on it too, you know, and like I was terrible. I Like I still have gone back and listened to some of the stuff I've done, you know, even five years ago, man, I've, you know, grown, but like, just hear my original DJs because like, okay, I had an idea, but man, you were terrible. Please, please don't <laughs> do this ever again, you know? But no, it was, you know, those guys showing me, I was getting the music, finding more and more artists. You know, I, I did all the, like, you know, people got mad at me all the time for like being critical of DJs and stuff and like things to do and not do. But it's always because it was shit I had done myself. Like I was a dude that was ripping, you know, the the songs off YouTube and stuff. and you know, using a controller, not using headphones, and every little thing that I've, you know, joked about, but people took so serious, it's because I've been there and done that. I I just want people to do better and learn from things I've done. You know, I try to help people out with that stuff too, you know, because, you know, people have taught me it's that's how you got to be as a person. 100%, yeah. Same here. Like, I do, yeah, you probably couldn't pay me. Well, actually, you probably could pay me, but... <laughs> But dude, to, to go back and listen to my first attempt at a podcast, like oh, I, I can only really imagine. Like I said, I just like the first of anything. It's like, you know, you had some ideas here, but I'm glad I've learned and like grown from this point. You know? Yeah, exactly. And and for that, like, it's it's important to reflect. Like, man, you know, like I I humbled myself and yeah. I listened. You know, I wasn't. I didn't have it all. Like, I wasn't right. Uh, mm-hmm. when I first started like but I listen to people who ended up being right and that's how yeah. I got good you know what I mean yeah yeah so uh so that's how you started so where did uh who came up with Thick Ellis uh honestly I, I'll give my homie her a shout out because he's the one that started calling me that when I still went by Cyborg he just be what's up Thick Ellis as I'd show up at the Miramar and just showing love so eventually that kind of stuck and people were like that's a cool name that that sticks and I was like you know I, I was running a cyborg for a few years and it was fun but like the name was like as I was only playing dubstep and I just you know kind of wandered off from just playing like one genre I didn't want to be one dimensional I was like think I was kind of allows me to play whatever and people are going to be more open to it because like when they knew the name cyborg they expected heavy fucking dubstep and like some right. trap on, on occasion so it's like it's nice to be able to like change pace and like explore beyond that because it's like you know as much as i love dubstep i get bored as fuck watching or listening to it after a little bit you know i have to listen to different genres and stuff because 
I don't know, it just becomes very repetitive, you know, just like anything else. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I definitely get that. Um, actually, <clears throat> yeah, like Alex Martinelli was the one who uh, taught me like what rhythm is. I had no <laughs> idea what the fuck that was until like I interviewed him like a year ago and yeah. rid it like, <laughs> like <laughs> I couldn't imagine like, you know, I mean, being I'm stuck no in a room with that all day. I mean, I started hearing rhythm in like 2012, 2013, man. So it was before I never knew about it three years later, you know, 2015, 2016, when it first like kicked. I was like, oh, it's, this is going to be a short phase. Like, it never really died off. It just kind of like transferred into like different flows and things that they're like, oh, it's all rhythm. It's, or it's all dubstep. It's like, yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. People just don't understand like how rhythm was and it's not what it once was, you know? <laughs> It's, it's just wild to see like how many changes because like original dubstep was more rhythmy sounding you know and it's obviously it changes yeah this music evolves you know that's how it works so yeah I don't know. like but no like rhythm I, I don't hate it but yeah you're not gonna catch me listening to it for more than like 10 minutes at a time before I have to walk away and like clean out my ears because you know like I don't know my thing is a lot of the DJs that try and do all the double and triple chops and quad chops like it's very cool but unfortunately not everyone is very good at it and like it's offbeat off key doesn't sound good and it's like you know if this song was good off on its own you wouldn't have to do that but you're trying to do this and it just sounds even worse so like i don't know that that's where a lot of like that's where a lot of people hate it because it sounds like there's so much happening you know it's a lot of, it's a lot of times it's the local djs you know that's my thing <laughs> baiting on but you know people just kind of overdo it that's what that's why like a lot of people in like the scene are like yeah i just hate it it lacks direction. It lacks like focus. They're just trying to force songs to fit together and they don't always fit together, you know? Like they just don't understand how to, you know, set things on the mixer when they're DJing it and make it sound right. They just kind of jump into it. And then there's DJs like Cod Dubs and Shivers, who I've seen multiple times, and they're they're ridiculous. It's it just you look at them with like a stunned face of how the fuck did you just do that so quickly and cleanly? Like, and it's just you know, they're proficient at what they do. They're phenomenal at what they do. And it's just been really cool to, like, see that shit up close and personal, how, like, they put in efforts, you know. And, like, I, there's no hate on, the like I said, the local DJs doing it. There's no hate on them for trying. But, you know, slow it down. Those guys, these guys have been doing this for 10 plus years themselves. There's yeah. a reason why they, they do it, because they're damn good at it. And they put in hours upon hours yeah. every single week to do that stuff. You know, it's their career. You know, it's what yeah. they pursue, mm. you know. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Rhythm, like it's still around, but it's definitely faded more than it used to. Even you know, pre-COVID, you know, like it was still good. But like I think once COVID hit, it kind of took that hit that people were hoping it would take. Yeah, yeah. No, I um. Finally, it's finally slowed down for most. Still around. No hate on people booking it and playing it because hey, it's still fucking great when it's done right. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. I. I hear you. I I, know, I do know some uh, like heavy bass producers that make some really interesting stuff. Um, some of it, I guess, would be considered rhythm, and it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I mean, it's it's stuff I'm not used to, but it's stuff I can like I could get down with, you know, when I'm oh, of course, exactly, sitting right. down and listening to it, you know. But uh, but you know, like as that's why I think SoundCloud is a valuable tool tool for like producers um getting getting kind of feeling things out and getting started because like it allows them to test the waters and be like 
oh, this works, or I'm getting feedback from these people saying that like it'd be better if I tweak this part of that part, you know. And then like, once I figure nice it out, it's on DSPs, you know. It, it is nice to see people like they put in the efforts and ask for like, you know, tips and like, you know, trying what can I do to make this better? I love seeing people like trying to get that help. But a lot of times like, you know, I've seen people, here's my first new tune, it's fucking great. And they hype it up and it's like, man, calm down. Like <laughs> Friends to your friends, let them check it first. Follow, like, if they say something's wrong with it, don't get mad. Because so many people take things personally and offensively. And it's not meant to be that way. People want to see the best out of you. But if you're not putting out your best, they're, you know, someone's got to tell you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, exactly. Like, you know, we all like to support our friends as much as we can. You know, and there's going to be times where you have to be honest with them. Because if you lie to them, you're not helping them. You're, you're letting them fucking fail. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like that's like i want to see them succeed so like be honest with them and like give them like your point of view they don't like it that's okay they can be mad about it but i'd rather sell them be honest and like say some bullshit and then like talk about it later and you know you hear it's like oh why don't you just tell me that in the first place you know like it, it hurts <laughs> much that way it's like so, i like, tried to <laughs> yeah so some people just like can't take it or they you know you know, they accept it and they learn and they, you know, take what was told to them and they utilize that. And it's like, oh, wow, you listen, yeah. this sounds way better now. Like just that little change that, you know, I pointed out to you. Yeah. Putting your ego aside goes such a long way. Oh, really 100%. Dude. There's, it's unfortunate because like people, you know, I, I've come off as an egotistical person. I don't mean to be, you know, but like people ask me for all the advice. It's like, bro, I'm literally just a local DJ, dude. <laughs> like I'll help you as much as I can. I'm not a producer. I can't, I can't give you the tips and like, you know, the, you know, the advice that you're really seeking, but I'll give you like my perspective on it, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that said, actually, um, that's a good segue into, uh, so what, when, um, so you said you were in Milwaukee for about five or so years, like what years were you in, in Milwaukee from? I moved there in June of 2013. So I was, yeah, I was there for just over five years. So I was there till about the end of 2018. Okay, cool. And and that was so bass music mafia that started while you were here correct yeah yeah i saw that in 2015 and like 2013 2014 honestly i moved to milwaukee because i was tired of traveling an hour each way to go to events and stuff i was like i need to get closer into the scene if i really want to be involved and so made that move you know and i really put my foot down we started like throwing a lot of parties that's literally how i garnered attention in milwaukee i was throwing all the parties well the shows at like Oak and Crisp, I think. Yes, Crisp. Oh. And then the, the Miramar and like the Rave and like they all throwing events and stuff. And then, you know, I'd, I'd talk to some people and like I'd have a house party where we'd have 500 people show up. And I've had some of the promoters like, how the fuck are you doing this with a house party? And it's like, well, I do these properly if I'm going to do them. I don't just have like, you know, two computer speakers. Like we would bring in CDJs and the full sound system, lights, like, we made it like an actual event in a house, you know, like trying to utilize it and like really stand apart. Cause like we've all been to house parties where there's a DJ and it's just some dude sitting there with his phone in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? You know, it's most of college, like, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Like that thing, you know, I got notorious for that shit. Cause like I was throwing all these parties and like, that's literally how I got my name out to the promoters. That's how they got wind of me, you know? So it's like, I had to fucking do efforts to make that happen. And like, you know, I had to kind of meet new people and all this stuff. And like I said, with me being shy, it was very, it was not easy to do right away. It took 
you know, meeting the right people who taught me, you know, introduced me to other people, you know, it's circle of life, you know, things, you know, you keep meeting people and keep advancing on. So certainly. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, I actually, from June, 2017 to October of 2018, actually I lived next to the Miramar above the black rose. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was, like I'm going. I'm going home after the show, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walk out the door and around the corner. I'm gonna go upstairs. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, dude. I remember when I was. I lived there when uh, ICP came into town. Oh no, that sounds. That just sounds like. I've heard it was a good time, but man, I just it sounds so sticky, and I don't want to be sticky like yeah. that. I can never attend stuff like that. Yeah, I. <laughs> I know. I, I feel bad for whoever, whoever had to clean up after that show, but we could hear it from the balcony. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. You probably heard just about everything just standing here in your own apartment at that point, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. Um, so, you can't... So, uh, tell me about, like, how Bass Music Mafia... Like... So, Bass Music Mafia, like I said, in 2015, uh, it was me and my buddy Matt Meeks, who lives in Wasa. Uh, we kind of lost touch, but me and him we're like throwing parties in Wausau together where I would help him book. He had lighting and stuff. We had like ideas, we worked together. So we kind of decided to form it. You know, we were like, let's create something together. We were just trying, we were thinking of all these names like what can work and like, you know, eventually we fell on Bass Music Mafia and it was like, okay, that's got a nice ring. The BMM, it's a very simplistic like breakdown uh, just to you know, abbreviate it. And then I was like, this, you know, people are gonna remember this name because it's, you know, not too complicated and it's very memorable you know so ran with that but uh yeah then after that we uh I, we started working with stagel promotions down in illinois started throwing shows in illinois that like we were starting in wisconsin we started in illinois you know a whole new market whole new territory uh our first show we had at the medusa and elgin which is no longer there but you know that was one of the coolest venues because there's a former church so nice. it's huge you know it's really cool um but yeah, our first show we booked was Dubloads, J Phelps, Recoil, and Creation Back to Deck Walter for their first summer shakedown in 2015. And that show, we were like, oh, this is going to pop off. Now, the show, we found out like we've sold 150 tickets and it's a thousand cap club. We were like, ah, oh, fuck, we're going to lose so much money. Like, we thought we were done. We ended up selling like 900 tickets at the door. <laughs> Oh, cool. We had that place packed wall to wall. Like we had to turn down like at least another hundred or two hundred people. Oh damn! Wow. So like we went off, and it was really cool to like say our first show turned out like that, you know. But like yeah, that that was basically like our origin, and like you know, like I said, me and Matt don't talk anymore, but like there's no bad blood. Uh, I kind of took over after so long because he was you know just working more focused on his personal life, and there's you know nothing wrong with that. I've just Right. And I've dedicated myself to doing running this brand, and you know it's been my life since 2015. You know, and like the music stuff itself, like I said, I really started dedicating at 2013. So I've you know been pushing this for a number of years, and you know a lot of people want to say oh, it's a career. It's like man, it's it's. It, I wish it could be a full time career. It's so fucking difficult. And I know there's those that can do it, and I applaud them because they put in a lot of fucking work, and it's a you know you're always it's always a risk, you know whether you're going to come out and make a couple hundred dollars so you can pay your rent and bills or whether you're going to go, fuck, am I going to have a place to live tomorrow because of this, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a very hard thing to get into and run this song. Cause I know I've, I've known a lot of people that got into it and 
it lasted a year or two and they got out because they just could not handle doing it you know it's it's a lot of fucking work yeah and a lot of people want to think it's easy it's like no throwing shows is not easy whatsoever there's a lot more that comes into it than just booking your djs and stuff you know there's you don't know how many people you can get to come you know how are you gonna afford to pay this you know like all the costs that come to play people never understand like like oh the, the dj is a thousand dollars that's not bad so like, but that's just one percent of the, that's one cost you know that's maybe 10 20 percent before everything else comes to play yeah or or what if something's not working what if something breaks you know like oh, you have yeah, to... no, i've experienced it as a dj i was playing uh alex martinelli's birthday party he had panda eyes he booked me for, for direct support it was a really cool opportunity and as i'm djing my flash drive corrupted so I'm playing it, it just goes into an emergency loop for like a minute. I was like, fuck, what do I do? Thankfully, and this is a tip for every DJ, bring more than one USB to the show. Always bring more than one. I, I now carry like six on me. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. I had the USB and I just played a bunch of throwbacks tunes and finished off my set. But man, that, that was just like one of those things. It's, I don't know, it's crazy how that shit can work out, you know? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So after that, so after that, you started in that Elgin show. Um, so yeah. in, so you, you did a lot of stuff at the Miramar. Yeah, I worked with like Ole and Tyler with Bruce City Bass quite a bit. Did a couple of co-pros. Like we brought Monks out, brought Shivers out, Ray Volpe. And then I think we did a couple others. I, I, my memory's kind of shot. I'm trying to remember like just off the top of my head. But yeah, they brought me in. And then I worked with Chris Brockus a couple of times when he was still running React Wisconsin. That's kind of how I got in touch and met Alex too. So, you know, it was really cool to like get involved with them. And like, honestly, like I said, their introduction to me was the house party that was thrown in Milwaukee because they took notice. And that's kind of how they started like watching and talking, you know, like it's not a bad thing. I took it as like, hey, they, they're taking notice of what you're doing with a fucking house party, you know, and then started working with them and, you know, doing co-pros and like just promoting for them, showing support because, you know, that's, that's what you do as a friend. You know, you, you give them support because they deserve it. Yeah, 100%. It was really cool to, like, get involved because, you know, even though Tyler is not a big dubstep fan, he trusts my, my taste on things, you know. So I remember the Boogie T show uh, when it was Boogie T and Subtronics. Like, he had asked uh, my friend at the time, Steve Siphonic, they asked me which who, between two artists who they had support. And I said, Subtronics is the next to blow up. Just trust me on this. This is March 2017. You know, so they trusted it. And, you know, I booked them at the end of the year uh, for Halloween. And then after that, you know, by the New Year's Eve, he played at Pandemonium for a couple thousand people, you know. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> so, like, his name started picking up momentum. It's like, you know, that's always kind of been my thing. They know, like, I have an eye for, like, talent as it's before it pops off, before they're known. Yeah. You know, because, like I said, Subtronics now is playing huge festivals as the headliner. You know, running, he's touring through Monster, you know, which is incredible. That's such a fucking honor, yeah. you know, to like have like a, a company that big sponsor your tour. Yeah. You know, that's usually reserved for like big ass fucking bands, you know, like, yeah. So it's really, it's been really cool to see his growth and like knowing him personally and seeing that, you know, you know, just knowing I had his back from like, you know, when I first met him in 2016, you know, to see his growth like since then. Yeah fucking awesome dude yeah that's killer um I don't know, that's, I, I one good thing is a promoter is just catching the talent before they pop off but 
you know, downfalls once they pop off, I can't get them anywhere. They're not, they're usually too big and, you know, like yeah. out of the area up here. Cause like Milwaukee's not a huge city. They don't get always get all the big tours and artists either. So me up here in Appleton, like if Milwaukee can't get it, I'm not getting it, you know, <laughs> that's the downfall. And like, I've talked to some of these guys like, man, I wish I could come back up there. Cause there's you no know, one they played for me up here for a small city, for a small city, hundred cap club. It's like, wow, it's so intimate and nice. You know, now I'm playing for, five ten thousand people a night it's just a change of pace you know but they yeah. like to like reflect on like their startup you know because that's that's a good way to look at things you know like where i'm at now compared to i was at it'd be cool to like go back and like reminisce and do it one more time so if i've had them say some shit like that you know but as much as i'd love to <laughs> it, it, it just can't happen you know they're they're too big at that point in their career and yeah. no, you know like I, some people be like oh that sucks like Ah, it's it's cool though, man. Like it's I'm glad that they're able to fucking be able to pull this off, you know. Right. Yeah. They man, like the fish they're frying now is uh are are enormous, you know. Like it's yeah, it's it's like if if we booked them in this club that just doesn't have simply doesn't have the capacity for their draw, then you know it's it's it, it like you said, you know, it's bittersweet. It's like, damn, it would have been cool to like do that, but also it's like, but also like, yeah, they're they're on the festival circuit or something. Yeah, no, like that's that. the thing. Like, you know, it's cool because I still have some like some, some of those guys. You know, like I don't talk to them on a daily basis, but like just to talk to them and like on a personal level, you know, because they're real human beings. And a lot of people put them on a plateau, which they fucking hate. Like, no one wants to be treated like they're, you know, this. Like they, I'm like they're human beings. They, you know. Right. Like, I don't know. I've been put on plateaus. Like, man, don't, I don't, I'm not any better than you. You're not any better than right. me. Like, we're, we're, you're, you're good people. I'm good people. You know, let's keep it. Right. Up. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's like, Funny people trying to put people like, they put like, you know, the base after thing. They're like, he's a god. It's like, man, please stop. Like, it's just, you stop worshiping a human being like that. It's, right. It's like, because then, then you find out how terrible they're. It's like, oh no. You know, like, treat them right. like human beings. So, like, they can't get they don't end up in those situations and make those kind of decisions, you know. That's why I hate stand culture. I fucking hate it for that reason. Because celebrities are people that have the capacity to be as fucked up as people that we know just as everyday people. You know, it's like they can do they're human beings, they can be shitty, they can also be great, they can be yeah. they have anxiety, they have a depression, they deal with their own issues, like yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, man. Like, that's I, it drives me up a wall, like, the celebrity worship. <laughs> outside of Milwaukee, outside of Chicago, yeah, where else have you uh, guys uh, done events at? Uh, I've helped in festivals. Um, you know, I, I, I'm notorious for one is Ruthless Force in Marquette, Michigan. Mm. It's one I don't really want to discuss, but, like, I got blamed for a shitty festival that I literally promoted for. But it's one I'll just joke about for you know for the rest of my life because it was just like such a ridiculous experience. Um, but like yeah, we haven't done a lot of like outside of Wisconsin, Illinois. But like for myself, I've been brought on to like as a DJ. I've played six states. I'm I'm waiting on this seventh right now. I, it's been delayed a couple times just due to you know, un, you know situations that happen. But I don't know. I feel like as a DJ, that's pretty fucking cool for someone that has no original music that's just like known from Facebook, like like this shit posting DJ is kind of funny. Let's book him. <laughs> yeah, know? right. It's, it, it's just cool how that can happen, you know? Like, yeah. I know a lot of people like, 
you know, hate on me for it. It's like, oh, he's just local. He's just like, yeah, I, I don't know what I did any different than you guys, man. They just, my name got known because people are talking to me like you are, you know? It got my attention, like, for that reason. Like, I was like, this dude's funny, but he also, yeah, he DJs, you know? Like, it's probably cool to hang out with, so. Yeah. I, I'm pretty boring, to be honest. Like, I, I, <laughs> the week that I'm sitting by myself just chilling most of the time, to be honest. Like, working on booking my events and, you know, just enjoying the little bit of spare time I have to not do shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that, too. Like, when I'm not doing this, I'm, like, laying in bed, like, either scrolling or on Spotify or watching movies like I your your craft and the thing that you know you do to like bring people together and shit it it fucking tires you out and you're like I'm gonna shut the world out for a night or two you know oh yeah I mean that, that's where it's like I feel bad because there's times where I'll get people blown on my Facebook like trying to get a hold of me it's like if you mess with the wrong time I might not respond you know it's not that I don't want to talk to you but I'm I, this is my me time I need to relax and like not to worry about other things that are like not important right now you know I'm burnt out yeah oh yeah also I just I I, I get annoyed up here and look but he just hey can you book me <laughs> and, but then with, like, like we're, I'm in Appleton and like they live in like Nebraska or Colorado or New York or Florida it's like <clears throat> why, why why would I book a local DJ out there for like my little club like they're, 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 they're like oh I'll fly myself out you know Blah blah. It's like, I, it's, I'm not gonna make you spend that money to come DJ for you know a small club. It's it would be worth anyone's while, you know. Like, yeah, that, that's why that's that's the reason why I usually try to avoid people on Messenger. Like, if I don't respond back, it's I've just dealt with so much annoyances in my life. It's like I, I not right now, not right now, you know. Oh yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because I'm interested in like so since COVID, you know, in the last <laughs> year, like what have uh what have you guys been able to do like as bass music mafia like what have what have you been up uh, to uh you know last year we were shut down till june and then you know we we're able to open up like slightly but like didn't really push anything because you know everyone's still worried which you know 100 understandable i was worried too but yeah. i was you know started booking some small local shows and um you know do what we could because we had the opportunity to you know, I, I took a lot of heat and slack for it. And I understand, you know, people were like, you know, you shouldn't do it during this, but it's like, I'm just doing my job. I was literally doing what my job is. You know, I'm not sitting here dragging people out to the events and force them to go if they're not comfortable. You know, at, at your, at, you know, if you're going to come out, it's at your own risk. Just like any other. Yeah, time. it's your prerogative. Yeah. So like, you know, I took a lot of heat for like, oh, he's a shitty person doing this, that, putting people at risk. You know, and then I'd see that, you know, those same people going to house parties and warehouse parties and all this other that it's like, yeah. how, 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 how am I worse than this? Like, I, I don't know. It's, did like, you, uh, did you get vaxxed yet? I personally have not yet. Uh, I'm trying to, it's, I just know it's difficult right now because everyone's trying to get in. Yeah. You know, like with my schedule, it's hard, but like, I'm trying to get it done whenever I'm able to. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just know it's, it's. You know, I, I went through this whole thing without getting sick myself, you know, like. Yeah, same. I got every weekend. I feel like I feel like I got the work through a few times over my life and it just kind of protected me. <laughs> Jokes yeah. aside, no, but I don't know. It's I definitely think getting vaccinated is a good move for everyone at this point, just so we can all kind of move forward with life. And, you know, I understand people being opposed or concerned, but like, I don't know, it's. You know, you most people put a lot worse in their own bodies. At some oh, point. yeah, absolutely. So, 
it's hard territory to navigate because you you do have to make ends meet you know and the government isn't necessarily helping us as much as like they probably should so it's like i mean they helped a lot of people but they also like made a lot of people get stuck where they're they're fucked you know like that's what i'm saying yeah you know last year a lot of people lost their jobs and then they didn't get employment for six fucking months it's like how how did anyone survive on that you know like you know and then all that it's i don't know it's sad because i know that impacted a lot of people you know i'm kind of glad to see a lot of things are turning around for most people they're making good decisions they're happier you know so it's just good to see like things are finally turning around after this you know whole mess of things yeah yeah like yeah believe me like i look forward to partying and going to shows again like can't wait you know but especially when you're somebody who like relies on like your sense of community is through doing shows and through like you know music like it's without that without that it's been you know a gaping void of like man like i miss this so much and i have to like Mm -hmm. you know really a lot i mean as many people have it's like you look inwardly and you're like what do i need to do for myself in this time and what what do i need to reevaluate and shit like that but Mm -hmm. i think that finally like yeah, this summer, you know, we're going to have some semblance of normalcy back, and it's yeah, going to be great. There's been, like, by July, everything should be close to fully open, which, you know, I'm crossing my fingers, because I'd love to see all these festivals go through, because, you know, I know that a lot of people are dying for that stuff, you know, and, you know, it's 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 hard, because a lot of these promoters and artists are, like, they're itching so much, and it's, it's just been a struggle, and, it, you know, it sucks, you know. Cause I hate seeing them, those guys, you know, like struggling like that, you know, cause they're hardworking people. They're great people. And they're just trying to give back to what they're, you know, used to doing. So it'll be nice to see that kind of come back this year. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, well, the mafia will be back in action. I bet. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I've been doing stuff and like, we're finally trying to like, you know, kick back into things. We're starting our, in Appleton, we're going to be doing, uh, every every month, we're going to be doing two three-stage takeovers, you know, so we're pulling a lot of new DJs out, trying to get new heads out, mm. you know, trying to give people opportunities to come and play for me, you know, so if I, like I said, I have people always asking, and then there's those that, like, you know, I want to give more opportunities to because they haven't been of age or, you know, they've been far or unable to because of, you know, family health situations, you know, so. And I'm pretty excited about that for the year because we're gonna be starting that next. Yeah, next month we're starting two a month, so it'll be really cool to get that going. Right. Um, but yeah, that that's my main focus right now is trying to get back to things, you know, on a bigger capacity, more full scale, and not like slow down, like you know, just like a couple of locals playing every weekend type thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Right on, man. Well. Uh... Nick, uh, I'm glad we could uh, talk tonight. This was this is fun. I'm glad yeah, to well, see you. Know, I apologize. I'm awkward as shit. I don't always know what to say, and you know, sometimes I, I feel goofy. But hey, you did just fine, man. You did just fine. I, uh, I you know, it. that was a good time though. Like, yeah, you know, I came in without any really knowledge of what we're gonna jump into, and you know, just like this conversation has been really nice. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that's what it's here for. You know. Uh, yeah. And, um yeah man great to great to get to know you better and what you do so yeah, um on our way out i ask everyone the same two questions which uh sure. the first one is uh nick uh, what what keeps you up at night what keeps me up at night 
Yeah. To be honest, wondering where the fuck my hair went. Did <laughs> <laughs> I lost that shit when I was eighteen? It was bogus. I'm 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 getting a little bald spot myself, actually. Uh, well, until it's this bald, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. uh, I, I just look at this way, though. If I did have hair now, I probably would not like how I look. So I'll, I'll rock this one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The second question is, what puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Twenty milligrams of melatonin. <laughs> Hey, we all we all have our candy. Hey, you know, it, it's just to make sure I actually fall asleep and sleep through the night because, you know, as you get older, your body hurts more. You got to kind of force that stuff so you stay asleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, usually for me, it's a couple couple beers, like I like a good nightcap, you know. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, I, I sleep pretty well because usually I'm just exhausted from doing a lot of this so you know even, even when i'm exhausted sometimes my you know my body will be you know physically just done but my mind is sitting there just playing ping pong with itself so yeah. you know sometimes i have to kind of shut that down myself <laughs> yeah 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 it's you have to know when um thanks for being on the show man this is this is fun of course. i appreciate you having me i hope Good. maybe we can do it again in the future here you know yeah yeah, yeah. hopefully in person sometime oh, that actually be even better we have a beer yeah. together Keep some hands. right yeah yeah we'll drink some hams i, I live right here in river west so uh oh, whenever perfect. you're down here hit me up yeah definitely uh, for everyone watching uh i'll be tagging uh thick alice bass music mafia okay. um the worst house party ever that that's your thing right that's the yeah that, that, that that's been a fun thing running honestly it's it's changed since what it was initially supposed to be but you know it's been a fun like a themed event that i've been pushing since then right on you heard the man. Um, we'll uh, we're stay tuned for uh, yeah what what bass music mafia I think girls have uh, in store as as the the world does gradually start opening up here. Uh, thank yeah. you for watching, Mister Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.